thanks, Jake. He even put it in my koozie. Aww. Oh, cat. It's like a real bartender. Bartender. <laughs> hey, friends who are listening to this show. Uh, by the time this comes out, there's a fat fucking chance that we have redone uh, our Freddie Mercury series from season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys may have heard that we are going to be working back through our seasons one and two, re-recording those, and go back and listen because there will be new information and we're just totally re-recording them with Jake. It will be fun! Also, check out our uh, playlist on Spotify. Songs I wouldn't mind playing in the background while I'm murdered. I've heard that one's pretty good. Uh, tell us your thoughts on additions to the playlist. And if you get the chance and you're listening on Spotify, would be pretty cool if you could rate us. And it would be even cooler if when you rated us, you rated us five stars. <laughs> but I understand that we do have some haters out there. Uh, but that does help us out and helps other people discover us if we get good ratings. You can also rate us if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. So thanks to everyone who's done that. Uh, sorry about the ads, but we're trying to make money. I think at this point we have, let's see how much money we've cents. made. <laughs> Five dollars and eighteen cents. Oh, <laughs> We've made one dollar and forty three cents this month. Fuck yeah, go us. So um, slowly but surely <laughs> we'll be rolling in the big books. And we have photos of the t shirts on Facebook if you search for Death by Podcasting. Or on the have website. I, have I hit we on have everything? A whole website. Oh yeah, I forgot about it. we have a website. <laughs> and you can see pictures of us. I know everybody wants to know what we look like. And the answer is babes. Except for Jake, but that's why he wears the bag. So at least he has enough respect for you, the listener, to cover his face. Yeah, you, there's nothing to see here. How you been, Jake? I what have are been you doing over there? Destroying the room. Ripping box. You're not supposed to do that yet. You're, you the only have a couple, uh, you have a couple <laughs> weeks till you rip the box. It's <laughs> a good point, Jake. Don't put that juju on me. I'm not trying to rip anything. <laughs> Except some fat farts. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> How old are you? That's a good question. Oh, <laughs> speaking of, I don't know if we've done our Q&A episode yet, so if, uh, if you have either. any questions for us, like, how old are you, Jake, or... Uh, Cassie, what's the longest fart you've ripped? You can send them to us <laughs> on our website through our Here, email address. Here, I recorded it. Let me play it for you. You can put it no! on our Facebook group. If you're a Patreon subscriber, we will answer whatever questions you ask us. Guaranteed. And if Maybe. you're not a Patreon subscriber, we'll consider. <laughs> but yeah, send them to us in any way possible. We'll do a Q&A episode for fun. Jake, how was Weird Al last week? Uh, I'll have to tell you later. <laughs> okay. Because I'm still recovering from it, and I'm a little hazy right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, Everything's a little fuzzy. It was quite wild. Hopefully those words are true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this way before he actually saw Weird Al. So that's the estimation. This is the Back to the Future episode. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, you are listening to Death by Music Podcast. I am Jake, as usual, and I'm here with Cassie and Alex, and we got another mini episode about Dave Coulier. Coulier? Coulier. Collier. Collier. No, Coulier. it's Coulier. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember being pronounced Coulier back in the day. Dave and honestly, Coulier. I don't think I've Dave heard Coulier. from him since uh, the TV show, Full House, honestly. Oh, you guys used to talk? Yes. Mm-hmm. He would call me on my cell phone. You didn't have a... They, nobody had cell phones back then. Uh, yeah, they did. The oh. cell phone was like invented in but it was like, only like in the, car. the 70s. Oh. 
It was Sorry. the brick. Yeah, the brick. Well, God. this is kind of about Dave Coulier. It's musically a musician. related because it's... He dated uh, Alanis Morissette. Yes. The musical connection is Alanis Morissette. So this article is from Consequence.net. So is he the one that she was complaining about in all her songs? Complaining? He could have been a real jerk. I don't know. We'll find out. That's why I <laughs> saved this article because I was oh. like, this could be interesting. I believe somebody sent this to me, but I can't remember who. Dave Coulier recalls hearing Alanis Morissette's You Ought to Know for the first time and then the subtitle says oh no i can't be that guy so because apparently if you haven't heard that song sounds like she really got fucked up by this dude yeah so this is by ren graves says full house star dave coulier began dating alanis morissette in 1992 when she was 18 and he was 33 I gotta catch them when they're young. I'm saying, Jake, you say that enough, and people are gonna <laughs> start to think that you're serious. No, I'm absolutely that's pure sarcasm. God, absolutely not. You guys probably know how I feel about these age gap relationships, especially if you're a Patreon subscriber. We talked about yeah. Sunny and Cher. Actually, my mom called me a little bit ago to talk about the podcast, and she was like, "It's really interesting hearing you guys talk about things that were so normal to us, like when she was growing up." Sunny and Cher, that's just what it was. She yeah. had no idea that they had like, uh, what was it, like a 12-year age gap and that she mm-hmm. was a teenager when this guy came in and was like, sure, you can live with me. Um, and it was also more of an accepted thing back then, too. Yeah. So. She she was like, I just never really thought of it. And, you know, I watched their TV show because it was in prime time and that yeah. was what everybody watched and it just seemed like, you know, it seemed like it was not so bad on camera. And I was like, yeah, but did you listen to the shit that they were saying to each other? Like, I would never. That's not a healthy relationship. I would never say that to my significant other. The all way they picked at each other. A lot of the celebrities, too, back then, they all looked old no matter what. Like, everyone yeah. looked older than they were. Me well, and Jake well, actually well, watched a YouTube video. It was something about uh, how people back in the day looked older than than they would now at the same age or something because weird like stress. that. stress. Yeah. Well, no. So, what's things that they listed, there are obviously a bunch of factors, and some of it's just total bullshit. But if they did, um, it was, it said basically because sunblock, oh. people didn't take care of their skin as well back then, so they the sun could have been aging them quicker. Um, smoking because everybody that smoked fucking thing. cigarettes. Yeah. That's true. So that also ages you. And, you know, like other diet, I don't fucking know. Other, there were other environmental factors. But then also what they were saying is that to us, the style of, say, the 1960s, mm. the way that they wore their hair, the way that they dressed, that's what we associate with being old because we are not from the 1960s. Yeah, but. Yeah. To people from the 1960s, the shit that people wore in the 1920s looks old. So when you see somebody nowadays wearing that shit, they look like an old person. They're dressed like an old person to you. I I did see a video recently where this girl was, or this mom was showing her child um, a Backstreet Boy video. The girl turned to her mom and was like, do you listen to them when you were a kid? Are they still alive? Oh my God. She was like, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Anyways, that was one sentence in to this. So they broke up in 1994 and in 1995, he pulled over after hearing You Ought to Know on the radio saying to himself, oh, I think I may have really hurt this woman. Yeah. Hmm. You old ass. Man, um, Coulier replayed his first reaction to the song during an appearance on Sirius XM's Faction Talk. 
He says, we dated and she was writing all that jagged little pill stuff during that time. And I never saw this angry white girl thing that people have kind of coined her as. I never saw that. She was funny. She was sweet. She was super intelligent, super talented. But he began to question how she had felt about how she had felt about the relationship after they broke up. He said, I'm driving in Detroit and I've got my radio on and I hear the hook of you ought to know come on the radio. And I'm like, wow, this is a really cool hook. And then I start hearing the voice. I'm like, wow, this girl can sing. I had no idea this was the record. And then I was listening to the lyrics going, oh, no, I can't be this guy. He continued. I went to the record store, bought the CD, and I went and I parked on the street and I just listened to the whole record. There was a lot of familiar stuff in there that her and I had talked about. Coulier said, like in right through you, your shake is like a fish. I'd go hey dead fish me and we do this dead fish handshake okay wow that could have gone in some other (laughs) directions and i was very confused your shake is like a fish i'm like what the fuck does that mean so they would do a dead fish handshake and so i started listening to it and i thought i think i may have really hurt this woman and that was my first thought regardless of how she felt at the time there are no lingering hard feelings years later we reconnected and she couldn't have been sweeter i said What do you want me to say when people ask me about this relationship? And she said, you can say whatever you want. So she was really sweet about it, and she was kind. He says, I'll tell you the kind of person she is. When my sister Sharon was dying with cancer, Alanis was living in Toronto. My sister was in Detroit. She actually drove to Detroit with her guitar and sat with my sister playing songs and singing with my sister in the hospital. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of human being she is. So I've never had anything bad to say about her. She's lovely. So for her part, Morissette has never confirmed the inspiration for the song. But in 2019, she did tell Entertainment Online, I am intrigued at the thought or at the fact that more than one person has taken credit for it. I'm thinking, I don't know if you want to take credit for being the person I wrote you ought to know about. (laughs) She added, I just think if you're going to take credit for a song where I'm singing about someone being a douche or an asshole, you might not want to say, hey, that's me. Yeah. That's a good point. (laughs) It's also possible (laughs) that the anger behind you ought to know began developing years before Morissette met Coulier. Last year, she revealed that she had been sexually assaulted by multiple men at Mm. the age of 15. Fuck. I'm going to read the song facts about this song. Uh, An angry message from a scorned ex-girlfriend directed at her former lover. Morissette has said it's about a specific person, but that person has not contacted her and probably doesn't know it's about him. She'll never say who it's about, just as Carly Simon has done with You're So Vain. The song was rumored to be about the actor Dave Coulier, whom she dated for a time. Yes, hence the line, an older version of me. She was 17 and he was like 32. Coulier played Joey on the TV show Full House and is known for his Bullwinkle impression. Wow. I hope I'm known for my Bullwinkle impression one day. (laughs) Should we explain who Bullwinkle is? Rocky and Bullwinkle. (laughs) Does anybody not know who they are? (laughs) Probably a lot of people don't know who they are, but I don't know about our listeners. Our average age, I think, is between... Yeah, I think we're okay. We're like 25 to like 44, I think, for our average age, so they might. I know 25-year-olds know who Rocky and Bullwinkle are. I mean, I do, but that's only because my dad's fucking obsessed with Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. So, in addition to Paula Abdul. It's interesting. That's a, that's a that's a very good pairing. He's a really dynamic guy. Um, yeah, this is interesting. It never reached Taylor Swift level, but Alanis has gotten considerable musical inspiration from past relationships, with this song being the most famous example. 
She became sexually active when she was 14, although being Catholic, she held off on... Why? This is too much information. She <laughs> held off on intercourse until she was 19. Many of her physical relationships were with older men since she felt incompatible with guys her own age. Her song, Hands Clean, deals with one of these relationships. That feels really intrusive, but I guess if she's talking about yeah, it I was her like, songs... If it, was, if it was something that she was willing to like tell somebody that was yeah. interviewing her, then... yeah. Good for her for being open about that, but um, yeah, that's another thing TMI that I for me. find really interesting because a lot of songs are about relationships, and a lot of from men and women, like seventy mm-hmm. percent of songs are about relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, Taylor Swift does catch a lot of flack because, but I think it's because all or most of hers are high profile. She's dating celebrities, but everyone gives her shit. And I think it's just because they, they can't find any other reason to hate her. So they're like, eh, she just throws all her business out there. Like, bitch, first of all, these are some of the best songs ever. Well, a lot of them, too, are the ones that become hits. So it's like, sorry, she's releasing poppy things that get radio play. Yeah, like- the first thing they tell you, like, when you That's start writing stuff is to write what you know. Yeah. So... Well, it's gonna be what's happening to you actually like everybody writes songs about their life yeah so go fuck yourself if you've ever used that argument i hope you wise up okay <laughs> however metallica said that they would never ever write a love song and then, then was it nothing else matters that I they were like so. yeah fuck it like we gonna do it yeah so I now they have a, they have a handful of what you could call love songs but yeah. they were like actively not trying to write about that because everybody does i guess no i think that was a that was a personal thing that hetfield was working on he just happened to be in the studio and he was strumming like the the opening to that song they're like hey that sounds really good what is it he's like nothing don't worry about it and then they ended up making a song out of it he but said it's still great he said it's about being on the road missing someone at home mm-hmm. but it was written in such a way and connected with so many people that it wasn't just about two people it was about a connection with your higher power lots of different things yeah um, i was gonna say i've heard that song multiple times and i would never associate it with like a love song i would have assumed it's like you're g- kind of just giving up nothing matters like oh, taking nothing, it very l- nothing else matters yeah. but you babe yeah they just is that what he that. says? No. no. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. And nothing You're pulling matters, the Sonny and Cher thing again. Um, that's not how it goes. That's but what I thought. I was like, that's okay. I never heard that part, but all right. <laughs> yeah, it's not, a, it's not explicitly a love song, but it's, he's, you know, it, it could be seen. Like nothing as matters a, anymore. Nothing like, else matters. Nothing else matters. I've, I know people I'm who have done. had, I know people who have had that as their first dance song at their wedding. I want to check on that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in the nicest way possible. Did you Are ever you okay? do any kind of thing where you had a first dance or you guys just did the courthouse thing? It would have been booty booty. Oh my God. <laughs> no, we just did the courthouse. A song my for My mom actually occasion. today, I was talking to her because she's throwing the baby shower and she was like, I still feel bad for not throwing you a wedding shower, but you know, and I was like, let it go. It's been four years. Like, Please. if you're still holding on to this, stop. <laughs> Saved you a lot of money. Oh, we, well, we were just going to have a party at the house. We weren't going to do anything crazy. I didn't want to spend a bunch of money on a wedding because I think that's ridiculous. I would have rather put money on my house, and that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice house, too. Thanks. And you bought that off your uncle, not to um, give all your information away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my great uncle owned it, and that was, like, the house I envisioned us in, and then it just so happened that it was on the market as... We were looking, so. And so now they still get to have their family occasions mm-hmm. at the place where they've had their family occasions for like the last yeah. 30 years. Yeah. That's and, awesome. Uh, my cousin, I saw her 
last week because we went to that ABBA night. And she's like, I just got your invitation in the mail and I was I was crying because now another family gets to live in that house. <laughs> I liked how on our, your, we got your invitation too for the baby shower uh-huh. and the mail. And your, I knew you, your mom put it together, yeah. right? So she put it to Alex Motler and Jake. And I thought it was cute. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's Jake's house, so I figured maybe it would be addressed to him. But it was just no, and so, he didn't even get a last name, just Jake. I just the same as the podcast. <laughs> I told her to put it because I had put it. I had everything in an Excel spreadsheet, and she just kind of exported that document and made labels. Mm-hmm. But I told her to do it, Jake and Alexandria Motler, so it looked like y'all were together. But I knew that she specifically didn't do that, and then she I didn't, know she it didn't know funny. what his last name was, so she just left it, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought that was funny because that's how we end the podcast too. Yeah, it works out in the end. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of the end, <laughs> rest in peace. Bye. Later. Music by Demons, at Demons Band on Instagram. Artwork by Mike Johnson. Writing and production by Cassie Gardner, Alex Motler, and Jake.